0: Welcome to the newest edition of Great Stories about Great Storytellers. I'm your host, Dr. Randy Overbeck, author of the award winning series, The Haunted Shore Mysteries, and right here I get to share the unusual backstories of famous authors, directors, and poets. Before my stint as a best selling author, I worked with children and teachers for almost four decades. And during that time, I visited hundreds of elementary classrooms and learned that nearly every one of these classrooms had copies of books by this storyteller on their shelves. I'm talking about the much-loved poetry of Shel Silverstein. His books, Where the Sidewalk Ends, A Light in the Attic, and The Giving Tree, were always among the most popular books on teachers' shelves and often had more dog-eared pages than any other. A children's poet, a storyteller, you ask? I can tell you from personal experiences with my own children that kids love the irreverent humor of his poetic tales like somebody ate the baby or would howl at the crazy humor of the narrative Sarah, Sylvia, Cynthia, Stout would not take the garbage out or would read and weep at the allegorical story of The Giving Tree. Children and adults could not get enough of Silverstein's poems. Readers of all age enjoy his whimsical drawings, which populate the pages of his books almost as much as his incredible rhymes. His books have sold well over 20 million copies and have been translated into 47 languages. In fact, The Light in the Attic, his second collection of children's poetries, was the first hardcover children's book to ever make the New York Times bestseller list. And it stayed there for a remarkable 182 weeks, breaking all previous records for hardcovers at the time. A children's poetry book. Not surprisingly, the books have gained their share of awards, including the School Library Journal Best Book Award and Michigan's Young Reader Award. He even earned a Grammy for the recording of the poems in Where the Sidewalk Ends. But the early life of Silverstein gave little indication that he would become the favorite author of children's poetry of his time. Shel Silverstein... 1930 to 1999, was born to a Jewish family in Chicago. His tenure in schools was, well, nothing to write home about. He attended Theodore Roosevelt High School, but did not distinguish himself in any particular way. Next, he went to the University of Illinois, where he promptly got himself expelled Perhaps the next stop on his educational journey, Chicago Academy of Fine Arts, would have been different if he hadn't been drafted into the Army. Nothing in this academic career foretold the remarkable creative creative genius behind the man. In fact, these few books of poetry, for which Silverstein is most recognized, and rightly so, only scratch the surface of the creations of his imagination. In a minute, after a word from this episode's sponsor, author Wendy Kendall, I'll share the rest of the interesting backstory of Shel Silverstein. Author Wendy Kendall, as a result of her love of mystery, romance, and fashion, Especially a passion for purses, Wendy Kendall has created the intriguing and delightfully different in pursuit mysteries. Get it? In purse suit mysteries. Cute. Her novel, Cat Out of the Bag, introduces Catherine Watson, purse designer slash sleuth. As Catherine moves from designer bags to body bags, she uncovers evidence of a murder. Her innate attentions to details aids her with clues and she possesses a unique ability to match personalities to accessories. Kendall's prequel in the series, Per Statio* Makes a Splash, delves into a chilling cold case. Finalist for the best romantic suspense at Killer Nashville, Snow Kiss Cookies to Die For, creates a tangle of mystery and love. Cherry Shakes in the Park, a summer reed that will keep you on the edge of your beach towel, blends danger, divas, and frothy delight. And ribbons of love run through Kendall's heart of Christmas cookies and dreams. Wendy Kendall's books are both fashionable and delicious. Talk about some great reading. Check out the details on all her books at her website, wendywritesbooks.com. That's wendywritesbooks.com. Now, back to our great storyteller. Without a doubt, Shel Silverstein is most famous for his poetry, which the school library journal called, quote, exuberant, raucous, rollicking, tender, and whimsical, but these works don't even come close to defining Shel Silverstein. In fact, Shell didn't really see himself as a children's poet. In an interview, he confessed, I never planned to write or draw for kids. It was Tommy Ungerer, a friend of mine, who insisted, practically dragged me kicking and screaming into the publisher's office. And she convinced me that Tommy was right. I could do children's books. And did he ever but as it turned out, his children's poetry was only one faucet of his storytelling success. The 20-something Shel Silverstein would never have believed he would become a beloved children's poet, because during his young adult years, he was working for Playboy magazine. That's right, Playboy. In the 50s and 60s, he produced 23 installments for the monthly called Shel Silverstein's Visits each one an illustrated recounting of his journeys to places such as a nudist colony in New Jersey and the Chicago White Sox training camp, as well as to Africa, Paris, London, and Mexico. In between, he lived in the Playboy Mansion and became close friends with Hugh Hefner and quite a few Playboy bunnies, according to Shell himself. Silverstein's creative talents extended into the music world as well. He wrote songs for a wide range of rock and country singers and groups such as Dr. Hook and the Medicine Men, Loretta Lynn, the New Christy Minstrels, Judy Collins, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christofferson. Even here, his storytelling chops come shine through. Johnny Cash has Silverstein to thank for one of his biggest hits, a 1969 ballad, we probably all recognize a boy named Sue. Silverstein's songs also provide the soundtrack for a number of memorable movies, such as Thelma and Louise, Coal Miner's Daughter, and Postcards from the Edge. His musical repertoire even earned him a spot in the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. Not too shabby. Speaking of more storytelling... Silverstein also wrote over a hundred one-act plays which were were performed in famous New York theaters both on and off-Broadway, including the Orpheum Theater. Beyond the stage, he wrote screenplays for TV as well, including the movies Things Change and Free to Be You and Me. Still, I couldn't finish my ode to this storyteller without sharing at least one of his imaginative poems. There are so many brilliant, insightful, tale-telling poems, it is difficult to choose one, but I selected a favorite of mine from everything on it, a collection of his work published posthumously, a piece he called Wallmarks. You know, Shel Silverstein never married never raised children on his own, but he had an incredible ability to capture the mind and heart of a child. Listen. Those scratchy marks there on the wall, they show how short I used to be. They rise until I get this tall, and Mama keeps reminding me that the way my dad would take his pen as I stood there stiff and straight, he put a ruler on my head and marked the spot and write the date. She says that it's my history, but I don't understand at all just why she cries each time she sees those scratchy marks there on the wall. See what I mean? In fact, Shel Silverstein was as close to a true Renaissance man as any storyteller I know. Short stories, plays, poetry, screenplays, songs, he wrote them all and earned success and recognition in each area. In spite of his creative genius, or perhaps because of it, Shell never took himself too seriously. When reflecting on his work, he wrote, I would hope that people, no matter what the age, would find something to identify with in my books, pick one up, and experience a personal sense of discovery. I think that if you're a creative person, you should just go about your business, do your work, and not care about how it's received. That's great advice for me, as well as all emerging writers. It's all too easy to get caught up in the latest review of our work or our rating on Goodreads. We would do well to heed Silverstein's words. Still, I have to admit, I do care how my books are received. If you've not picked up a copy of one of the books in my best-selling series, The Haunted Shore Mysteries, I'd appreciate it if you check one out at my website, www.authorrandyoverbeck.com, and then let me know what you think. There at my website, you'll also find all the previous episodes of great stories about great storytellers. Speaking of which, you're not going to want to miss the next episode where I get to share the hilarious and interesting details about that American classic, Mark Twain. Until then, keep reading those great stories, and I hope at least one of them is mine.